My gosh, what a day. What a freaking day. I'm trying as hard as I can to keep up with everything. Oh, yes, and we're going to cover it all here. I definitely want to talk about the Pandora toilet papers and everything going on with Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp and the freaking internet. Like, I hope this live stream works today. Seems like the internet is breaking every single freaking app. I don't know. It's weird. So, yes, a lot to cover, a lot to go through. Also, this week, guys... Uh, today, I uploaded a couple of videos already to my channels. You can go check those out. Uh, we got this live stream here tomorrow. I'll be doing the weekly update with Patel Patriot. On Wednesday, I'll be on the Griftbusters channels. Yeah, Griftbusters. <laughs> There's a lot of that that needs to happen. So I will post the link to their YouTube channels on my Telegram and Gab and all that. So you'll be able to find the link to watch. And then... Um, Later this week, we'll we'll see what else. We'll see what other content comes. So, everybody's telling me no buffering. All right, that's good. That's good. All right, first up, let's talk Trump suing Twitter. We know, of course, he's got his class action lawsuit against Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Google, a.k.a. YouTube. But now, apparently, he's going to be filing a preliminary injunction to get his accounts back. Got to be honest, I thought this was going to be done within a few days after his his class action lawsuit was first announced a couple of months ago. So this is a little late, but it might all just be a timing thing. And hope this goes through. Hey, Trump, help us out. Yeah, help us get our accounts back too. Like, let's be real. <laughs> and hey, I would give anything for some mean tweets. Just, just gonna say, it'd be nice. Plus, with every mean tweet that we would get from Trump now, we could tip him and some Bitcoin, right? And heck, he could fund all the audits in all 50 states with all the crypto we could tip him from all his mean tweets. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds great to me. So we'll see what happens with that. Also, on the topic of Trump from over the weekend, I'm sure you heard this, and I'm sure you probably didn't like it. Trump was on an interview with Yahoo Finance and said he got the Pfizer shot got the Pfizer shot and this one's weird folks because you know he said he was taking hydroxychloroquine as a preventative and then he said he took the Regeneron and then he came out and said he got the vaccine and he never really said what vaccine I got a lot of comments when I posted this of people thinking he took the Johnson and Johnson shot and they were saying oh I'm sure I'm sure Trump said he got the J&J &J shot back when, and I asked for proof. Genuinely, I was genuinely curious if he did state that, and we had a contradiction here, a doublespeak, but uh, nobody provided me sauce with that, so he didn't He didn't say what shot until now. Now he's saying Pfizer. Something's, something's not adding up here, right? Said he did this, then this, then this, and now he got the shot. Now it's Pfizer. Not adding up at all. I'm not triggered over it. You know, you got to understand there's a mainstream MAGA component out there that is pretty sizable. There's 80, MAGA is 80 plus million strong, at least 80 million in this country. We still have a lot of those that are Trump supporters, but went and got the shot. So Trump is walking this tightrope right now where he can't alienate all of those supporters of his and come out and start questioning the vaccine then all those supporters would feel betrayed 
and say, well, why the heck were you doing Operation Warp Speed and you told us all to get the shot and I got the shot because of you and now what? It's bunk, right? He can't alienate those people. And uh, Trump still says he's against mandates. He's definitely open about being against those. And he's just, you know, it sucks, but it is what it is. So whatever. It's, you know, don't, I'm not thinking too much into it. I'm not thinking too much into it. I'm not lettering, letting it trigger me like the way, unfortunately, I think it's triggering some people out there. So whatever. Next up, speaking of Pfizer, Project Veritas tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, so 5 Pacific. So in about 45 minutes here is going to be releasing their Expose Pfizer expose. What a dink. You know, what a, and again, we, there could be some reasoning behind what Trump's doing that we have no freaking clue because we, we don't talk to Trump, do we? I don't. You probably don't, unless there's some VIP watching this show that I don't know. But again, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So don't act like you do. Although Project Veritas here coming out with their exposed Pfizer drop. We'll see what it is. And by the video teasers that James O'Keefe has been putting out, it looks like he straight up himself sits down with a Pfizer employee or representative or something to that effect. So, whoo, this one might be juicy. Might be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the popcorn out for this one. Onward. Let's talk about Brandon. Because Brandon was the viral sensation over the weekend. Man, he was the most supported person on the planet, that Brandon. Everybody chanting, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Man, this was great. It spawned so many fantastic memes. We got to just watch the video. We got to watch the video. You've probably seen it, but maybe you haven't. Just in case anybody out there has not. Thank you to all of our partners. Oh my God, it's just such an unbelievable moment. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was uh, learning how each line didn't. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Got to hand it to that reporter. That was some quick thinking. That was, that was some cleverness where she, where she blurted out, let's go, Brandon, almost instantly to put the kibosh on that. But... Oh, that was, that, I don't know why she tried. I don't know why she tried. And look, even Newsweek here is admitting that she attempted some damage control, and it was clearly FJB. This is a movement, man. This is a freaking movement. I don't know how many videos I've seen just from over the weekend. From sports events to, like, bars to frat houses to everything, the chants are just going the chants are going all the football games, man. It is, oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. So there was that. Now let's get into the Pandora Papers. So I'm not going to spend too long on this because I put a video out a couple of hours ago digging into this. But basically, I think this is the classic example of a limited hangout psychological operation Number one, these Pandora Papers, when you look at the organization that's putting them out, the International Consortium for Investigative Journalists, the ICIJ, it's based in Washington, D.C. One of the funders is George Soros' Open Society Foundations. 
shit you not. So it's in the swamp. It's funded by the swamp. And their trusted media partners for this are The Guardian, the BBC, and The Washington Post, among others. So in the swamp, funded by the swamp, works with the swamp. It looks bad. And when I read this first expose of this all by the Guardian investigation team, it sounds exactly like a George Soros op being run against his international enemies. He's targeting the Ukrainian president. He's targeting Putin. He's targeting all this stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. We probably will see a little bit of dirt come out in these. And it might rightfully expose a billionaire here, a politician there, right? But there could also be fake stuff coming out within the real stuff to put pressure on Soros's political enemies. And we're, of course, not going to see the real powerful, the real elites in society that we need exposed. There's going to be a lot of billionaires and politicians not on this list that are far worse than those that are on this list, all right? So I think this whole Pandora Papers thing, just like the Panama Papers, just like the Paradise Papers, all of those were put out by this ICIJ international journalist group all limited hangout boring things it really i mean not much really happened from them anyway so this i think is probably a misdirection and a psyop and just a bunch of garbage so i'm not too concerned nor worried nor interested in these pandora papers let's talk about this facebook whistleblower also looks like a big fat psyop. A psyop almost as big as this woman's jawline. Holy shit, did you see that thing? My god, it's huge. Anyway, Francis Haugen, if I'm getting that name right, came out last night on 60 Minutes with this big claim that Facebook is misleading the public on progress against hate, sp hate speech and misinformation. I also put out a a video about this story a couple of hours ago, so you can go check that for deeper analysis. But briefly here, yes, I think this is a psyop. I think that this woman was probably paid or or coerced or something to that effect to come out and do this, say these things. Basically, it's psychological manipulation whereby the media and the deep state, the cabal, they are trying to pin the blame of quote, misinformation and hate speech spreading on these tech companies' algorithms. It's not the algorithm's fault that conspiracy theories are getting so popular. It's just the fact that people are waking up, right? That's it. Algorithms are going to show you whatever you're clicking on and searching on. It's the people searching for it. It's the people's hunger for truth. That's why this stuff is spreading. But if they can create their straw man, and if they can use that straw man to further an agenda, that straw man being, well, it's the algorithm's fault. And oh, tech is making money on this. Look at all this money that Facebook and YouTube are making on misinformation and hate speech. Well, they have that straw man. It then gives them the justification or the false justification in this instance to censor, right? And then at the end of the day, when they're all done with their censoring, furthering their agenda, Facebook and YouTube and Twitter look like the good guys because, oh, Look, they don't care about money, right? They, they don't care about money. They just want to do this for the greater good. So it's just more censorship. I think this woman was even found to be a massive donator. Frances Haugen here. She donates a shitload of money to Democrats. And she's already going to be in front of Congress in two days. No, not two days, tomorrow. She's going to be in front of Congress tomorrow talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, 60 Minutes isn't going to put out a real whistleblower that has 
real juice behind their claims. We're going to see the real whistleblowers on Project Veritas. And those whistleblowers are never going to end up in front of Congress, nor get tweeted about by Hillary Clinton. So anyway, the media has been using that excuse that it's the algorithm's fault. No, look how much money tech is making off conspiracy theories. They've been trying to pull that angle for years. This is nothing new. So it's, you know, it's very easy to see when you track their BS, track their propaganda. And 60 Minutes is pure propaganda. Uh, down Detector. Speaking of Facebook, holy moly, what a dink! It is down. I think it's up now, actually. I think it's up for some people, but Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, because WhatsApp is owned by Facebook, all completely down to down, down, down. There were some even, uh, even some other services, some phone carriers, too, going down today. Like, speaking of Red October, look at that. <laughs> red services done for uh but some of them look to be up they're coming back although this is just this was gnarly man people were frigging out and so many people were migrating away from whatsapp to telegram that telegram was really slow today that was a pain in the ass but uh, i think it's still slow although uh, yeah this is crazy and then we've got some a lot of details coming out about this Facebook going down today. Apparently, their master code has been reportedly deleted, which means Facebook and Instagram might be having troubles for a little while. Might be having some problems, be a little slow, uh, or go down again or something to that effect. So that is intriguing. Doesn't look like your average hackers or... <laughs> I wonder if they'll try to pin this one on a disgruntled employee, right? Like Twitter tried to do a couple of years ago. <laughs> Disgruntled employee. Um, there's that. We also have Facebook employees couldn't enter the buildings to evaluate the internet outage because their door access badges weren't even working. They couldn't even get in to their facilities. And I also read that they had to manually turn on the routers, manually restart the whole thing. So, oh, bummer. They couldn't work from home anymore. They had, all the Facebook employees had to put jeans on for the first time in like a year, maybe. <laughs> and then go into their offices. Oh, let's be real. They don't wear jeans at Facebook's offices. They still wear their pajamas. Uh, and also, this apparently, I saw this on privacyaffairs.com and repeated around social media, but I don't know how true this is. Might be. Anyway, it says the private and personal information of over one and a half billion Facebook users is being sold on hacking-related forums. And this is reported today. Sensitive personal data. Data contains users' names, emails, phone numbers, etc. So I'm sitting here thinking like, hot damn, I am so glad Facebook censored me off their platform a year ago. I haven't, it's almost been 12 months. Can you believe that? 12 months as of next week. The day where we all got our YouTubes purged. That was October 15th last year, same day the Hunter Biden laptop stuff came out, right? That was the day of the masses purge. Wow, it's been a year. It's been a year since I've been on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, people are saying they've already sold our info. DARPA's already got that shit. The CIA has it. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, no big no big uh, surprise there. But, um, man, year, it's crazy. Although, whatever. Facebook. I don't want Facebook to be gone forever. I don't. 
I, and I don't want Instagram to be gone forever. In fact, I think it's important that we get our accounts back and go onto those platforms and bring the information that people need to new audience, audience unaware of it, right? I think it's important that we still fight on the big tech platforms. You just got to be careful with what information you give them, right? And what you post on there. But also, it's crucial for a lot of people's small businesses, the Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising. If Facebook and Instagram were to go down, down forever, a lot of small businesses, they ever, they've already been hit hard by the scamdemic lockdowns and stuff. It would dump even more. So we, we don't want Instagram and Facebook to go down forever, but we do want, I guess, ownership to change hands. I'm thinking in a perfect world, these Trump's class action lawsuit would run these bastards into bankruptcy, then they would have to be sold, the government could buy them, and they could be turned into public utilities. That that would be perfect situation. And then, oh man, I would just sit there tweeting all day long. I would just tweet, 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 and people could tip me in Bitcoin, and oh, life would be beautiful. I, oh, you would, <laughs> all day long. But, uh, Perfect world. We'll see. We'll see what the next couple couple years brings. Next year or two, this whole class action lawsuit. Trump's got a case that's clearly winnable with all the crap that Adam Schiff, Adam Schiff calling for people to be censored by these private companies, which is clearly a government official urging a private company to take down content, which, you know, there goes Section 230. Oh, they have such a good case. So we'll just see how long it takes. Somebody in the comments said we need less social media. Um, mm, we just need to be smarter with it. I don't, well, yeah, a lot of people do need less of it, but we also just need to be smarter with it. And uh, anyway, I won't get into that here. I won't get distracted by the comments too much till the end. We've got about 10 more articles to go through here. Next story, Kash Patel was on Maria Bartiromo's Fox Sunday show yesterday morning. And he dropped some bombs about Durham. He said that Durham is basically about to go after the big fish, the Glenn Simpsons of the world and the Christopher Steeles and go up the chain, maybe even looking at Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, those soon. So that might be something coming out in the next month or two. Uh, you know, Durham's been doing his thing for three, even four years now. So no doubt he's got a lot of stuff but it's you know the the going public part is the tough part and that's where we're at now so we'll see what the next month or two brings durham is not done next u.s federal reserve vice chair this is the number two person at the federal reserve traded stocks on the eve this is the day before the chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, made his pandemic statement. This was last year at the end of February or very early March. What was it? February 27th. The next day on February 28th, Powell released his statement that uh, saying the coronavirus poses a huge risk to the economy. And that's when everything tanked. Crypto tanked by like 70, 80%. Uh, the Dow took a huge hit. Stocks, everything. The black swan event that uh you know really took a toll wow the vice chair traded millions of dollars worth out of a bond the day before talk about insider trading man wow 
Beautiful example of it right there. So things are heating up at the Federal Reserve. And remember, last week I reported on this, but we had the head of two Fed banks. One was in Dallas, I think, and the other was in... Ah, I can't remember the cities. Maybe this article says it. But two heads of Federal Reserve banks quit. Same day. Announced early retirements. I don't think it says in this article here. Here it does. Dallas and Boston. The Dallas Fed president and the Boston Fed president both announced their resignation last week. So that was uh, that was done for. Hey, shout out real quick. Shout out to the Commander's Artist. Yes, go check him out. Michael Marone, therealmaddog58.com. Did I get that right? Therealmaddog58.com. You can go to my website on the affiliates page of my website. It's got his website listed there, so you can do that. But he draws... Paints, amazing artwork. And I'll see him in Vegas. I will be in Vegas in a few weeks here for the uh, Patriot Double Down event. We'll talk about that at the end of the video. Next up, WikiLeaks is looking pretty shilly. Looking pretty shilly, not going to lie. So check this out. WikiLeaks this morning tweeted the Yahoo article. This was the Yahoo article we talked about last week that was claiming the CIA wanted to off Julian Assange, wanted to basically kidnap or kill him. Uh, let me iterate one thing here real quick before we move on to this. I wouldn't doubt that different bureaucrats and officials in the CIA wanted to kidnap or kill Julian Assange. I wouldn't doubt that at all. But the problem with this Yahoo News article is it was written by a known disinformation agent, one of the same guys involved in the uh, Spygate, Obamagate, Russiagate collusion nonsense. Same disinfo asset involved in that five years ago. He wrote this. And also, it looked like he was trying to pin the blame, put pressure on Mike Pompeo and Trump. He could have just left them out of it. But he explicitly went into how it's Mike Pompeo and Trump's fault. And they are the ones that really, you know, want to kill and kidnap Julian Assange. So there's big problems with his article. Although, boom, WikiLeaks going to town with these narratives today. First, they tweeted this Yahoo News article. Then they tweeted another edition of it. Why did Trump's CIA want Julian Assange dead? Then they tweeted again. Then, oh, look at that. The CIA plot to kill Julian Assange. It, WikiLeaks is compromised, folks. You got to understand, WikiLeaks is totally compromised. Oh my gosh, they're printing. <laughs> WikiLeaks is tweeting Rolling Stone articles. Like, holy shit. This is just diet woke to the max here. So WikiLeaks, I loved WikiLeaks five years ago. 2016, WikiLeaks was so instrumental in my awakening with publishing John Podesta's emails. I saw the freaking Pizzagate food code words in there. I also saw John Podesta talking about extraterrestrial intelligences and UFOs. All right. That's another story. But oh, I loved WikiLeaks in 2016. Not these days, though. WikiLeaks, probably around 2018, I think, got compromised. And yeah, you know, another one I think is not all they're cracked up to be is Edward Snowden. A lot of people think that Edward Snowden is this glorious, benevolent, altruistic whistleblower. But when you look at who he worked was working for and how he kind of got out of the country, and then he got a Hollywood movie named after him and a, a book deal, his book's on Amazon, he's got a blue check mark, like... Edward Snowden looks like classic CIA shill. He may be. He may still be. 
Maybe not. Could have had his strings cut. Sometimes Edward Snowden says things, and I'm like, okay, maybe he's not working for the bad actors anymore. But then he says shit, and I'm like, oh, there you go, you CIA spook. There you go. I see you. I see you, Snowden. You can't get past me, man. I have a fantastic shield detector. It's good. Been training it for years. All right. Now we'll get into some scamdemic vaccine news. Lindsey Graham is getting roasted. He's getting real roasted. He's getting roasted by his own constituents. Watch this video. Listen to this video. If you haven't had the vaccine, you ought to think about getting it because since you're my age, I didn't tell you to get it. You ought to think about it. Well, I'm glad I got it. 92% of the people in the hospitals in South Carolina are unvaccinated. So I'm with you. I'm with you on let's don't mandate it. I'm with you that it's probably unconstitutional. But I am not going to legitimize what I think is the truth. The truth is that unvaccinated unvaccinated. I'm gonna lose my job in sixty days. You gotta stop it now. From who? From who? From the US government, the Navy. Yeah, so I'm with you. So I just, I just don't, um, are you at the duty? No, I'm going to Well, here's one thing. I am a veteran. Okay, I'm a veteran too. How many of you have taken uh, measles shots? It's not In the military. There we go. Thanks. Audio. Sorry for the uh, quality on that video. That's the best one I could find. But what to say about that? Fantastic. Great. Good. I'm so happy people booed his ass. Reminds me of a couple of weeks ago when Trump got booed for bringing up vaccines at his rally, right? These instances show that MAGA is no cult. People can, Republicans, conservatives, are able to question their leaders, their idols. You go to the Democrat side of things, they just buy that shit. There's no, you don't sway outside the box. You don't think differently at all. You, you be that NPC. You be that robot, right? Here, this is good. People booing him. He brings up, oh, I mean, they work and all these things and people call him out. That's a lie. I'm losing my job. Lindsey Graham says, oh, well, it's the same thing as the measles vaccine. No, it's not, you son of a bitch. No, it's not. This is experimental mRNA technology. Those measles shots were not experimental mRNA technology, and those shouldn't be mandated in the first place, right? Come on now. But, so, yeah, big difference. <laughs> oh, Lindsey Graham, so, so, ugh, ugh, ugh. Lot of them Republicans, right? So the first four years of Trump's presidency, that was all about exposing the Democrats and did a good damn good job of doing that. The last year or two, I think, I think it's more about exposing the Republicans, those that are not doing really jack shit against the mandates, supporting vaccines, those that are not doing crap about the election fraud. Oh, a lot of Republicans showing their true colors, and I'm all for it. I am all 
for it because the mainstream media, the Democrat side of things, that's just so easy to expose. And so many people are talking about it and exposing that. that that's good that they're doing that. The clown show on that side of the aisle, very easy to see. On the other side of the aisle, though, the conservative side, that's a little tougher for people to see who the snakes are. And as you guys should know by now, that's kind of where my interest is in. I'm the one that's looking out for my family. I'm the one that's like, okay, who are the bastards that are trying to infiltrate our awakening movement or our truth movement? That, that's what I want to expose. And it's much more difficult of a job. <laughs> it's, it's a very difficult job. But, uh, oh, I'll keep doing it. I don't care. We got to, yeah, we got to call out the BS and the infiltrators and the grifters, the people who are just doing this shit for fame and money. That's who we need to look out for because that's why we don't have unity. That's why we can't get our crap straight and move forward in a cohesive unit in one direction is all these folks, you know, dividing us with their lies and selfishness. So, boo these bastards. Um, next, Israel changing their definition of what it means to be fully vaccinated. Now in Israel, to be called fully vaccinated, that means three shots, two of the two of the standard doses, I guess, and one booster. If you don't have that one booster, you're technically unvaccinated. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to get people getting COVID cases and dying, even if they have two shots, and they'll be able to be termed an unvaccinated death. You see how just simple redefinition of different ideas, of different situations, can lead to completely different statistics. And you could get people dying from those first two vaccines. It could be a vaccine-induced death. But because they don't have the booster, by Israel's rules, they're unvaccinated. So they could get killed by the vaccines and then get labeled an unvaccinated COVID death. You see? You see how easy that is? And just extrapolate that out, how many weird redefinitions like this have taken place the last 50 years, especially in terms of vaccines. I'm indirectly mention, uh, insinuating the polio shot, really. How many diseases got redefined or things that got redefined when vaccines or um, any pill, any drug came out, any therapy, and then to sell it to the public, they just, you know, rewrote a rewrote a definition or moved a couple little numbers around or took out a couple outliers on their statistics sheet and boom sell it approve it done makes us 50 billion few thousand people die but whatever pharma pockets are fat that's how it happens next up the little line keebler elf fauci can you believe this fauci was on uh, CBS. It's always CBS, isn't it? It's always freaking CBS. Fauci was on CBS as he usually does every Sunday. It's a Sunday thing where you can be sure that Fauci is going to be on a morning show. Usually it's CBS to face the nation. And he's going to put out whatever crazy lying sociopathic narratives that he has been instructed to say to get out there for the week. In this one, Fauci was literally saying that it's too soon, too soon to be able to tell if we can gather for Christmas. It's just 
too soon to tell. If we can gather for Christmas, we've just got to concentrate on continuing to get the numbers down, even though the more we vaccinate, the higher the numbers go. Huh. Anyway, he's just getting roasted. Fauci actually had to backtrack what he said. He backtracked today, saying, oh, I guess we can gather for Christmas. Uh, he got backtracked because he got roasted so hard. And man, what, what's been happening the past couple of weeks now with 50,000 people congregating all in close quarters? Sports! Sports is back up. People are going into bars again. Oh, we can't, it's too soon to tell if we can gather around a dinner table like 10 people for Christmas, but oh, 70,000 people in a sports stadium, that's, it's okay. <laughs> My God, too easy to clown on this fool. I don't know why I'd do it anymore. Let's see, another weirdo in Pharma Swamp. This guy just looks like a mafioso, doesn't he? Scott Gottlieb, he's the ex-head of the FDA, and he is saying that the COVID shot is going to be, uh, it's inevitable. It's inevitable that the COVID shot is going to end up on the childhood vaccination schedule. This cannot happen, folks. We cannot let this happen. And we cannot cave. I keep hearing stories of parents that caved and they let their kid get a, get a COVID shot to go, I don't know, to a school, to a college, or to a to an event or to a concert or something like that, and something happens because the parents caved. Or the person, the adult caved because they wanted to keep this job, they were too scared of losing it, or they wanted to go do this thing or something like that. The adult caved, and then the adult started having problems. So you would think like, wow, why are they still going so hard with this COVID vaccine stuff? Like all the vaccinated people that want it already got it. The people who don't want the vaccine, they're not gonna get it. Why are they going so hard? Because the harder they go, doesn't matter. they will go to the end of the earth and back, to the moon and back with this COVID scamdemic propaganda. And that's to make people cave. That is to make that is to wear down your will and get you to accept their their bullshit, their agenda, right? So you can't do that. Don't don't cave. Stay strong keep that spine right it's the fate of our freedom all of our freedom our society at stake here don't lose sight of that in new york their largest healthcare provider fired 1400 unvaccinated workers so you're telling me this pandemic is so dangerous so terrible so awful that we can afford to fire thousands of nurses huh makes sense right makes total sense only in clown world only in backwards world and that's all for the scamdemic i don't want to talk about it too much anymore because it's just doesn't it piss you off pisses me off too and i'm trying not to curse so much in these videos some people don't like when i curse and use the sentence flavoring sentence enhancers so okay okay I'll try to calm it down, at least in these live streams. But if it's not a live stream, or if it's the Q&A at the end that I cut out of the re-uploads, and mm, sorry, you're going you're gonna to get some four letters. <laughs> All right. Now on to uh, last topic. Let's talk about space, space programs, secret technologies. I love this topic. 
And not enough people talk about it with common sense and critical thinking, unfortunately. So I was talking about this, I think, last week. The photo that leaked onto TikTok of this on the flatbed of a trailer, what looked to be some sort of experimental technology Lockheed was working on. This was taken at the facility, leaked onto TikTok, and uh, over the weekend, we got news that the Lockheed Martin's boss of Skunk Works, the Skunk Works general manager, won't comment on it. He did not comment on this that leaked onto TikTok, onto social media. Thousand things to say about this. If you know, if Lockheed really wanted to keep this secret, they could keep it secret. It, it, it wouldn't have seen the light of day. It would not have been put on a flatbed trailer and rolled down the street. Number two, usually at these at these top secret facilities, they take people's phones. So how the heck did somebody have a phone, period, to take this photo and leak it out? I'm thinking somebody leaked it purposely. Uh, maybe it wasn't Lockheed. Maybe uh, it was a, I don't know, competitor of Lockheed or some asset that walked in or something like that. I don't know. It's just weird. This whole situation is weird. PR, yes, the quote leak is PR. Maybe get everybody excited about Lockheed focusing on it, another misdirection. Get everybody thinking that this is advanced stuff Lockheed's working on. Let's when let's be real, Lockheed had probably anti-gravity or electrogravitic technology 40, 50 years ago, uh, and a whole lot more than that too. So yeah, there there could be many reasons why. This leak would fit well into an agenda of control with the way it went. And also, Tucker still getting into the UFO subject. And it's a Friday thing. Tucker's UFO segments are a Friday thing. It's pretty much every Friday, Tucker is going to do a quick segment on UFOs. And all he has on are the gatekeepers. I'm sorry, man, but that's totally what they are. It's either Nick Pope, Chris Mellon, Lou Elizondo, or Jeremy Corbell. One of those four guys. I think that's all I've seen on Tucker Carlson's show. He, he won't, he's probably not allowed. Let's be real. Tucker Carlson probably is not allowed to have anybody else on his show but those four. And it's all the same watered down, lame narratives. If you didn't know, this guy in the hat is Lou Elizondo. Lou Elizondo was brought into the Pentagon in 2008 to run this secret UFO program by James Clapper. The same James Clapper that's a treasonous bastard that was involved in the spying on Trump and a whole lot of other crazy crap. So, uh, yes, Lou Elizondo is Mr. Alphabet Soup. And I think this whole, I think he, whether he realizes it or not, there's a good chance I think he does. But whether Lou Elizondo realizes it or not, he's being used as a part of an op. Poor Tucker. Tucker might not realize it, or he does, but he's just a media face. So he's doing interviews with these guys. He's set up to do it. And yeah, it's bad, man. It's a bummer. It's really a bummer because I just love the subject of UFOs and secret space programs and hidden technologies and what's What's really gone on? What's really possible? What do we really have in the black projects? But 
you just can't find anybody that's critical thinking these days, or in my opinion, trustworthy. I see some people talking about Stephen Greer outing all the diet disclosure folks. And I think Stephen Greer, yes, a lot of his content is helpful. I've learned from it, but I think Stephen Greer is compromised himself. There's a few things I look at Greer about and I'm like, holy shit. Man, you like money, don't you, Greer? Three grand for a freaking weekend of stargazing with him. And there's a few narratives too of his and I'm like, ooh, something's, something's wrong with you, Greer. Something's wrong. Not just your bicep and your hormones, but something's wrong. And then you got the conspiracy folk that are coming out with their, you know, you got new alien contactees on the scene. You got some secret space program whistleblowers out there over in conspiracy realm. And it's just like, how can there, there's no evidence for what you're saying, number one. And number two, what you are saying is crazy. It's like so out there that it doesn't even make sense. It makes zero sense. <laughs> it's, uh, it's bad. So uh, it's kind of funny. Somebody commented and said, Fox Nation has a documentary on UFOs. That's Tucker Carlson's, I think. And again, it's just the same watered down mainstream narratives. So it's not going to be anything special, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so it's like both sides of the spectrum. You got the mainstream watered down BS that's infiltrating the study of UFOs. Then you have the crazy conspiracy clickbait with almost zero sourcing. And a lot of what they say is just wrong and it's provably wrong too. So I'm, I'm waiting for the, the critical thinking to come back with it. There, there still is. There's still some diamonds in the rough where you can find some solid content from... Somebody said, my 20 and back ends this Thursday. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, th there is. There is content out there from trustworthy people, but it's very few and far in between. Really, I just peruse people's information and content knowing they're compromised or knowing they're full of shit, but just finding the few pieces of helpful information from their stuff, like Greer, for instance, or like Sala. I think some of Michael Sala's discernment has gone to shit these days, but he still has useful information here and there in his stuff, so I'll go for it. But other than that, yeah, man, it's a, it's a bummer of a topic to <laughs> find true, honest people uh, within that aren't full of crap. <laughs> no way. Emery Smith interviewed Michael Jaco on Gaia. Uh, I, I did see pictures posted to Michael Jaco's Telegram a few months ago about him going to Gaia. Looks like they finally uploaded it. Uh, talk about two major bullshitters. That's Emery Smith and Michael Jaco. Oh man. And then you got Corey Good. He looks all, he looks really triggered. Like, oh, all these LARPs are coming out, but it's like, oh, I'm the only one you want to believe. They're all pointing fingers at each other. It's like Spider-Man meme, reincarnate. Spider-Man, all pointing at each other. You're the LARP. No, you're the LARP. No, you're the LARP. <laughs> oh God. Gaia doesn't give a shit who they hire. Really. They don't care at all. They just want the clicks. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Anyway, I'll rant on all that another, another time. So that's it for this one, guys. We'll get to about 10, 15 minutes of Q&A, and I will be back for the next live stream on Wednesday, and I'll be uploading more videos in the coming days. Heck, I'll do a video on UFOs and aliens tomorrow and all that and just get what I believe about it uh, out there. So anyway, see you guys Wednesday. Take care.